When you come from a high place of care, you are thinking about the other person. You are also, if you're in a group setting, thinking about the other people in the room. And then candid being, I'm just giving you the facts. So I had to, I had to be radically candid a lot this week with different team members. And there was a yep. few moments where I'm not going to lie, I'm an emotional person. Tears came to my eyes, didn't cry, kept them down. But it's like, you have to go somewhere which feels a little bit uncomfortable. Totally, yeah. But I, I said it out of love. I'm not saying it as a malicious thing. This is a truly a thing I want to, I want to say to you so that I can see you improve. Here's four ways to protect your organization's culture. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Tasha and of course joined by the one and only lovely Linda. Hey T. And if you didn't pick up what Linda just put down, yes, we're talking about four ways today you can protect your company's culture. We've talked about culture before. We've spoken a lot about Red Pandas culture and, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year and there's a lot of things happening. The business has changed in the years that we've worked with each other here. Um, mm. You know, our culture's shifting and changing. And I think this is stemming from a place of, you know, we've had a couple of team member turnovers in the recent months. And there's one thing that is just evident is that we will do whatever it takes mm. to protect that culture. And I say we because we are a team. I'm not talking about myself alone yeah. or just leadership team. I'm talking about everyone mm. that we work with, that we come in contact with, that we talk to. We will protect that culture thick and thin. Yeah, yeah. And you said it right at the beginning, T, you know, culture now looks a little bit different to yeah. what it used to. And we have to think about different things. Mm-hmm. You know, we went from a team of four, you know, us, Mobsof, and then now we've got this big team and we're expanding. Yeah. And what that's going to mean is there's going to be movement. There are going to be people that mold and, and fit and suit the culture and yep. are part of that culture and embed those things. And there are, there are going to be people, sorry, embody those things yep. rather. And then, you know, there are going to be people that just don't fit in with within that. Yeah. Now that we're scaling up and, and we're growing, we're going to really yep. start to see that. But culture itself, 100%. like what we think of culture, it has needs to shift now, Yeah, I guess. And Moby always says, um, you know, it's like a garden, right? You have to yeah. uh, water the garden, you have to fertilise it, you have to uh, pull out the weeds, replant certain plants. So I think mm. it's a really nice metaphor for some of the things we can talk about, four key things. And uh, we're actually not going to go really deep into our own culture here, but these four things that you can do yeah. to protect the culture you've cultivated in your workspace. Yeah. Because it could look very different to ours. It could look very different. But the key thing is, is that you need to cultivate your culture. Yeah. You need to work on it. You need to water that garden and just be cognizant and aware that, you know, it needs work. Mm. You don't just put some values up on the wall and be like, yep, that's us. Like yep. it just doesn't work. And I can see how it would be very easy for larger companies to get to that point yep. because it requires so much work yep. from every single person. And like you said, you have to keep focusing on it and keep watering that garden. Yep. So I can see how bigger companies, to be honest, get to a point once they get through that scale up and they become this large company where, you know, culture just ends up being morals and values on a wall yeah but we really are conscious of staying away from that yeah and so these things that we talk about today these are things that we do work on within the company but they are four fundamental things that you should be thinking about no matter the size of your company because as soon as you start to let this stuff go your culture will start to be let go as well really yeah and and we've seen that we've seen we've seen that as well yeah We've experienced it. We're experiencing it. We're not perfect. Like yeah. the reason why we can talk about these things is because we've made mistakes here before or we've realized things or we've seen mistakes happening and then been able to kind of learn new ways. Yeah. 
So with that said, the first one that we want to talk about is transparency. Mm-hmm. This is a fun word, transparency. So in what way, T? Like, because that word is so broad, hey, is, yeah. transparency. So are we talking transparency from top down, like bottom up? Like what are we talking about here? Transparent yeah. about what? Yeah, I think um, pretty much everything right. except for there might be some like key business decisions or things that are happening that you know if you share with the team Mm -hmm. if you're I'm talking about leaders here that if you share with the team it's just going to cause more stress for them than anything then as a leader I think you have a responsibility to maybe hold a few things closer to your chest until you feel like you can protect your team as a leader the way you need to right but in terms of transparency um financial transparency it's about it's been just over a year now that Red Pandas has been pretty much fully transparent with all of our mm. financial goals, our profits, our losses. And this is um, with everybody in the team. Everyone so in the we, team. So we have our, mon- my, our Monday call. Yep. Um, in that call, I think it's what, once a month? Yep. Shof- Soph will share the financials with us. She will, yes. Yeah. Yes. Soph will share. Yes. <laughs> the tongue Linda's, twister. Linda's a bit tongue-tied today. Uh, but with that said, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah. Once a month we have a financial update from Soph's side of the business um, mm-hmm. where she shares – you know, the income, the incomings, the outgoings and where, where, where the business is at, like working yeah. towards some financial goals. Because ultimately that transparency around finances has like just really helped with the business and everyone in the business knowing where we're going. Yeah. We're working towards some of these financial goals together. Um, you know, when we see some more money in the pot type of thing, we know that we can go do more outings, ask for promotions, yeah. whatever it might be. So transparency yeah. around the numbers has been really, really cool. Yeah. Um, there's also been like just transparency with the team about, you know, certain team members maybe that aren't quite working out and that we yeah. have to make, we're going to talk about this one as point three, but we have to make mm-hmm. some quick decisions. Um, you know, I'm reading Leaders Eat Last and yeah. Simon Sinek talks about this circle of safety and leaders need to have a circle of safety with each other mm. to be transparent with each other because ultimately, Linda, we have to go off to our teams yeah. and make sure that we feel safe in the decisions that we're making or we're saying and bringing to them mm-hmm. because we have a, a, a obligation to them yeah. to lead them and be transparent. So we we have to have that synergy there and then you know that kind of filters down to the rest of our – down up to the rest of our team. Right? Yeah. Because our team yeah. are the ones doing the work. Yeah. So transparency comes, I think, across the board. Yeah. I think um, there's this one chapter from StoryBrand yep. by Donald Miller and most of the chapters in that book, like 90% of them, they talk about, you know, making the customer the hero of the story. But there's one chapter that focuses on the business, mm. which I thought was really, really interesting and I really liked it because I felt it resonated with me because we do that here. And so it's kind of like we're talking about that transparency of um, like communicating the company's goals and the strategies and the, it's more about the why mm-hmm. and communicating that why to everyone. Yep. You know, everyone will understand the what, but if everybody in the team can understand the why and they can understand the company's direction and feel like they're part of that why, that transparency helps with that. Yeah. It's the main thing there. That will allow people as well in the team to feel like they're a part of something 100%. at the same time. Um, it's one of and the, that like, helps with your principles. culture because yeah. it doesn't make people feel left out or not feel guided yep. by what the work is that they're doing as well. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's getting uh, – understanding people's uh, – um, what's the word? I'm looking for? Your intentions. 
Yeah. So if you see the intentions and you can agree with them and come to those together, because there's a good chance if you lead with transparency, your team are going to feel the same way. They're going to know yeah. something is up before you even, you know, say it. Like this whole like closed door, you know, um, mm. meetings, nah, they're not on, right? They're just yeah. not on. Like I said before, though, there can be things that need to be kept to the, you know, the CEO's chest yeah. very yeah. closely because let's be honest, Linda, you and I haven't been in CEO positions. Yeah. So I know there's decisions that CEOs would have to make that are big decisions. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast yeah. episode in decision making. Yeah. But, um, you know, and they've got to make decisions for the business that they have to be able to, you know, convey to leadership, be transparent yeah. about it, but also be so cognizant of how it's going to be perceived. Yeah. Because we've got to then go off and, you know, roll that out. Mm. So it's an int- it's an interesting thing, transparency. I think yeah. if you feel like, if you're not sure, if you're thinking, oh, do are we transparent? What do, how do I feel? If something feels a little bit uncomfortable to share, like if you if you don't think you're a transparent person, yeah. the next time you want to share something, if it feels a little bit uncomfortable, then you're probably scratching the surface of being transparent. Yeah, yeah. Like you've you've got to step out of your comfort zone. If you're not a transparent person, you don't mm. think you are by by um by trade <laughs> yeah. or by default, then it's gonna feel a little bit uncomfortable to start off with. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think it comes into nicely, like feeds into our our t- second point quite nicely. And this is um in the words of I think it's Jim Collins from one of his books, I can't mm-hmm. remember which one, but confront the brutal facts. Right. So I translate that or I, you know, interpret that, sorry, to be like, um, you know, you have to be radically candid with your team yeah, yeah. and it goes two ways. So it's kind of like psych safety, radical candor, mm. and it goes two ways. So if you're going to be candid with someone, you have to be expect that they're going to be candid back to yeah. you. Radical candor, as we know, we want to work towards being um, in that it, top quadrant. This is it? another part though, Yeah, can I say, with confront the brutal facts, mm. right? There is a way to do this that is still like within our cultural standards. Yeah. So yes. there has it it's really important how mm. this is done. Because being brutal and confronting that head on, having those direct conversations, we really encourage here at Red Pandas. 100%. But there is also a way to do it where it's not brutal. Delivered in a way, yeah, maybe where it's less brutal. Yeah. You know, we're talking about brutal facts here yeah. but delivery is another thing yes and that's also something that we will protect here always you always. know how does someone feel in the room when they're getting feedback from someone you know we're conscious of when to do it how to do it um depending on the type of feedback yeah so although we are yeah. and we try to be really really direct um we're thinking about the other person yeah we're we, being we are always trying to yeah we're always trying to think of the other person and, and then as you grow into this leadership role we're not just yeah. thinking about the other person we're thinking about the other people in the room as well yeah because if someone feels a certain way there's a good chance other people feel a certain way and this can be really really innocently done yeah. as well that's a thing you know i've seen other team members as well you know not know in that moment whether they are being direct in a good way or whether it's not the right space so we internally have those conversations with our team which is really really nice you know we're all thinking about okay i i'm actually not sure about whether it's the right thing to say in this room is it or isn't it yeah and those conversations are quite nice and i think that they tie into us protecting our culture because now our teams as well are thinking about those things before they say them in a group setting yeah 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 good point linda Mm. And I think that's where, like, if I can come back to, like, radical candor ties yeah. in, 
because we want to work towards being in that. If you think of the quadrant, the top right quadrant, which was um, what is it? Radically Radi- candid. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Radically yeah. candid. I'm like rudely <laughs> the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Radically <laughs> candid. We are coming from a really high place of care. Yeah. When you come from a high place of care, you are thinking about the other person. Yeah. You are also, if you're in a group setting, thinking about the other people in the room. And then candid being, I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah. So I had to, I had to be radically candid a lot this week with different team members, and there was a yeah. few moments where, like, I'm not going to lie, I'm an emotional person. Tears came to my eyes. Yeah. Didn't cry, kept them down. But it's like you got to go for, for an emotional person. You have to go somewhere which feels a little bit uncomfortable. Totally. Yeah. But I I said it out of love. I'm not saying it as a malicious thing. Yeah. This is a truly a thing I want to I want to say to you, so that I can see you improve. I think a lot of people will avoid that because they don't want to have to dig there when they've got their own shit going on. You know, it's hard work. Like yeah. it takes that empathy and, and that care for others yeah. to put yourself in a position to have that conversation when you've got so many other things going on. I was having a conversation with um, like a junior up and comer um, recently, not in our company, different company friend. And he was telling me how there was one person that he was working for who's just a great person, but he'd never want to work for him again because he didn't lead with care. And this person at the time was dealing with some family issues. His mom was going through some like medical issues and that person just had no care for him as, as a person. And, you know, he's working for someone else within that company and absolutely loves it because there's that care factor, but you have to go outside of your responsibilities in a way, depends how you see your role, but you should be seeing that within your role, yeah. that care for others, you ha- protecting you the culture to. in that way. That's what being, I think, in my opinion, I think that's what um, leadership is. Yeah. Like more, like, yes, you. Ha- that's what a good I communicator think that, is. That that differentiates a leader from a manager. I know we're like yeah. kind of chopping it down. Yeah. All great episodes do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I'm, I'm seeing it. The more I'm also like, I'm working on myself. We talked about this last episode, go to work harder on yourself than mm. you do anything else. The more I'm working on myself, the more I'm realizing that to be a good leader, to be a good worker, even I, yeah. I have to, I have to be empathetic, like probably above anything else. Yeah. Stop thinking about myself in a way you are being empathetic. You're being selfish because you th- you're telling yourself not to think about yourself, but think mm-hmm. about the others. But the more you think about others and we say assume positive intent or um, show respect to someone else's opinions, whatever it is, is how you're going to get there. Yeah. Because, like, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong when you're thinking about other people. Yeah. If everyone in the world just thought a little bit more about other people than themselves, it'd be a better place to live. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? That's really nice. really would. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So confronting the brutal facts, like Linda said, like there is a way to be – candid and share facts with someone Mm. what we do here to protect the the culture of some of the values we're going to talk about in a little bit is we we encourage radical candor but we also teach and encourage how to share that radical candor yeah there's times and places for certain things yeah some people have to go through certain things to learn it we have to go through certain things to realize what's going on Mm. um but yeah no it's, it's it's definitely one that's on that list yeah I like this one. I say it a lot. I think I've said it. We're going to go on to number three. Yeah. I've said it a lot, I think, in a, quite a few episodes. Yeah. Uh, hire slow and fire mm. fast. Yeah, I love this one. I think Gary Vee started that. Yeah. It's a, it's very, very, very important. Mm. We've all worked somewhere 
that someone took too long to fire someone. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of years ago we yeah. had this situation. Yeah. And it, we just took too long to fire someone for many, many reasons, many reasons. Yeah. Um, and like what did that do to our culture in that time, Linda? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, it's so detrimental to your culture above everything else. When you take a really long time to make a decision like that, that toxic nature yeah. potentially of that person it drains it from yeah. everybody else. It's yeah. the most detrimental thing because then you have other colleagues and I was there as well, you know, why am I working alongside someone who's not performing? Mm-hmm. You know, is this where I see myself? Yep. You know, you hold yourself to a certain standard. You you see yourself as trying to be the best in your industry, but yet you're around people that aren't performing in that way. Well, they've got half a foot out the door. Yeah. And they're just not giving the 100% that – you are, and it is draining. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to the gym and you work. You're training like in a group training setting, and you got someone next to you that's only giving. You can tell. Yeah. You're only giving like 20, 40 percent. So that. true. Yeah. It's yeah. like I don't want to be near you. Yeah. I want to work hard, and if you've got someone next to you going hundred percent, you're probably you. going to go hundred percent. Yeah. One of the girls that I train with five days a week. She yeah. is one of, she's probably next to me, one of the hardest girls to train next to. Yeah. And I know that if she's in the room, when I walk in of a morning, we're going to have a hard session. Yeah. Because we that. just go next to each other and we just naturally push each other naturally. And, yeah. th- and that's like, that's a culture. That's a culture right there. Yeah. So when you've got someone that has got half a foot out the door or their mind somewhere else, or they're quote unquote checked out mm-hmm. and you've got to sit next to them and you've got to go to the same meetings them and you've got to vibe with them. Like yeah. you're going to vibe all of that. Yeah. That's it's such a killer. It's why you fire fast. Yeah. Right. It's just, that's, that's why you fire fast. Yeah. Hiring slow. Also really important. Yeah. Because we're looking for not just a, like a, a skills fit, a cultural fit, mm. uh, you know, um, the skills fit is important. Like, there's different processes someone's got to go through. Interview one, interview yeah. two, role play, interview three, come and meet them, you know, do a little test of some sort, reference. Mm. Like you can't miss those steps. Yeah. Because when you do, you end up with the wrong people in the wrong seat. Yeah. And we've learned that the hard way, but we've yeah. learned that lesson and now we understand the importance of every single stage in that process. Yeah. Sometimes you do want to take a shortcut because you have a really good feeling but it's so important not to take a shortcut with those things because yeah. you're going to feel it later. Yeah. It's so important to just take the time, hire slow, yeah. make sure that you're hiring the right person. They're what you need, like you said, from a skills point of view, from a cultural point of view, which can be harder, like culture, hard. to know if someone fits in. There are obviously questions that you can ask someone, yeah. but it's also a time thing, which time. is why those face-to-face sessions are so important yeah. because you can get to know someone in that way yeah, and really understand, you know, culture. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about this, yeah. but, um, you know, culture is, isn't something that you can just push onto someone. They have to embody those values themselves. Yeah. You can't teach someone culture. You can't teach someone values. They no. either come to the table with that mindset or they don't. You spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And so time in the interview process is what's going to allow you questions, you know, leading with yeah. curiosity is what's going to allow you to see if someone fits the culture. That's it. And I can't remember the top five of my head that Linda has for the free five or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's these free five things that everyone can do in like, and you, you look them up um, in their interviewing process. And yeah. if you take your time hiring, these free five will speak a lot to who the people 
that you're looking at. And if they can do these free five consistently, yeah, like there's a good chance that they're already starting to be closer to your cultural fit. Yeah. Like Linda makes raises a huge, um, a huge impact here when she shared this with us. And it's like, oh, why, why didn't we pick up this? It's just so simple. Yeah. Do you have the free five? Yeah. I love how we're calling it the free five. Yeah, we're taking that. Oh, uh, that's it. mad. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah, that's really it. cool. So, yeah, I was talking with my partner and we're talking about these things. Like what what makes a great candidate great yep. that doesn't have any experience but can do certain things to really show that they are putting their best foot forward. So it's looking out for their work ethic, what their mm. work ethic looks like, their attitude punctuation, showing up early, not on time, early every single time, preparation so you can see what they've got, what what time they've personally invested into the interview prior to the interview happening and then presentation, how they show up. You know, it's important to see how they're dressed, you know, have they brushed their hair? Like, and like it becomes less important. <laughs> Touch <Yep>. up. <laughs> I don't need to brush my hair right now. It's too short. You're not in an interview right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have an interview? You're just so in a podcast. I'm listening to this for myself when I'm ready to go for an interview. Oh, okay. Is no, that right? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, the punctuation one gets me because it's like mm. before COVID when you had to go to places to do interviews. Yeah. You would show up 15 minutes early. Yeah. There's no way you wouldn't be on time, like as in 15 minutes early. Yeah. And now we do these like Zoom interviews and people like you can tell when someone goes into the meeting room you get notified yeah so someone's not in there I'd like love to see that at least five minutes i think zoom is you, you can be a bit more lenient with the time right 15 yeah. minutes sitting in a zoom call right what are yeah. you doing 15 minutes yeah yeah so five minutes sooner yeah you're spot on and uh, yeah linda's spot on the free five if they're not doing that yeah in the hiring the slow hiring process mm. that's probably an immediate red flag like out. yeah you can't even do those free five then bugger off yeah we'll move on to someone who can yeah you know what i mean yeah you shouldn't um Compromise. You yeah, you shouldn't compromise on those things yep. because they're things that people can do they're to fine. show up. Yeah. Exactly. And that yeah. speaks to that person's values. Yeah. Which is a really nice segue into our Love fourth it. and final tip yeah. for protecting the culture of your organization. And that is it's really like you can be transparent, you can be brutally honest, you can um, hire slow, fire fast, but none of that is like u- useful if you've got yeah. shit values. Mm. So it really comes back to – the company's values. Yeah. So for the last six years, Red Pandas has had, I think, seven values. We've rattled them off before, I believe, psych safety, autonomy or ownership, something like that. Mm. We've got psych safe. I already said psych safe. Yeah. Good vibes. <laughs> We've got good vibes. Yep. Treat what the else business we got? like it's We've your own business. business. Soul, oh, well, soul we changed value. that one recently. Embrace the pace. We? Embrace the pace. Love of learning. Love embrace of learning. the pace. Our people are our profit. Good vibes only. Psych safety. Yeah. The authentic approach. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. So those have been our values for the last at least six years. Mm. They were printed, put on walls. We embraced them. Everyone yeah. knew them. We spoke about them. Um, and it was always whenever we did something, we kind of tied it back to values. Does this make sense? Are we being true to our values? Mm. Probably in the last three, four months or so, the the world's changed um, a lot. The business has changed a lot. The team has changed a lot. We're changing. Yeah. And we're just noticing some of those values need to change as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So we are actually planning before the end of the year. This is being recorded in November, so hopefully we'll get it done in the next four weeks. <laughs> we have to now. Putting it out there, yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to sit down as a team, as a whole team, and rehash those values together yeah. because the values aren't, mine Moby's and Sophie's and Linda's only right it has to include everyone and for a long time 
Yeah, one of the values for a long time was treat the business like it's your own. Yeah. yeah. And then we swapped that one out for embrace the pace. Yeah. That was around the time the merger started to happen. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's some things that need to be And for full transparency as well, the reason why we swapped that out is because we we now have this coaching model and we firmly believe that businesses get the best results when they take it in-house. Yeah. So we encourage that. We want them to own – their marketing and yeah. sales in-house yeah so and like changed. to linda's point she said earlier you can be transparent um i was it true no it was radical candor so being the, the brutal facts and being radically candid mm. like you can do all of that type of stuff but if someone fundamentally doesn't have the same values as you yeah you're probably going to keep butting heads yeah and that's where you see a cultural misalignment. And it has to be innate. It has to be internal. Internal values. You know, like. As a human being. They, they, yes. they can maybe not come to the party in that way, but if they're willing to learn and do their own work for them, then sure. Yep. But it has to be internal. And I wouldn't typically recommend that it's your responsibility to go teach them that. They have to be on that that their own journey. No, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. If you were to, it's 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 a dance, right? It's a mutual yeah. dance. It's like being in a relationship. Mm. When you when you meet someone and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you typically talk about things like religion, sex, yeah. politics, food choices, where you want to live. God, goals. we never talk politics, I must say. Yeah, I try not to yeah. because we tend to disagree yeah. on certain things. So that's <laughs> where I say to my husband, "Let's leave this one for later." Yeah, because it's okay. I feel like you can have differing opinions with your partner as long as you can meet in a happy middle and still yeah. just have a happy life. So I feel like we're doing that, uh, but <laughs> let's not go there. Um, like when you when you're in a committed relationship with someone or something. There has to be, Moby says, a bilateral transfer of value. Yeah. Right? There has to be alignment and shared values. Mm. I couldn't be with Sean if he, you know, valued uh, traveling and experiences over building a family and a house. Yeah. Here it's like very simple, right? Yeah. These are things that we share and we're working towards together. Mm. And it just wouldn't work if it was the other way around. Yeah. And there's some values I think you can be, you have to be really strict on. Mm. Moby and his family are Muslim. Yeah. That's a value that's not going anywhere, right? Sean and I aren't religious, so we don't have that that strictness around those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So it's what are your values? What's anchoring you to the thing that's keeping you together? Yeah, the I love that. Same thing in a business. What are your values? Like Linda said, internally, what are your values? And what's anchoring you to the business that you're working at? Mm. Because in all honesty, Linda, I think I've seen one other business in the last like three years that have similar values to Red yeah, Pandas that I agree. would be happy to work at. Yeah, because I've got strong opinions now on the values yeah, that, yeah. that I want for a business that I work yep, in. Yeah, different standards now. Yeah, it is. I really love that, T, how you're saying anchoring your own values to the business and seeing if that yeah. matches. I really, really like that. But it's that. funny yeah, how, well like, said. you look at our leader of our business and who he is, like, fundamentally, and there's things that we are so similar on, yeah. things we are so different on. But mm-hmm. that hasn't caused any tension in the time we've yeah. worked with each other ever. Yeah. Because we're ultimately here with shared, like we still, Islamic, non-religion, we still share a value of whatever that might be. Yeah. I, I can't give words to it right now. It's 5 o'clock <laughs> on a Friday afternoon. But we have connected and we're working towards a goal and we bring yeah, that into Yeah, you have a shared vision, vision, yeah. And I think ultimately it comes back to your values. And you can't, if you're a startup and you're sitting down with by yourself or you're with just your one other team member, do the values exercise. I don't even know what a values exercise look like. I'm sure mm. you can Google search. There something. are so many online. Yeah. 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 Um, and sit down and figure out what, you know, maybe you've got f- between five and seven values that you guys want to work on. Mm. 
And then I would have it in the calendar for maybe every year, two years, just look at them, reassess them. Are they right? Are they still in line? Does it still feel good? We, um, we're going to be doing a session soon at Red Pandas where we're going to be sitting down like T mentioned and we're going to be talking about our values and reshaping what they are. Perhaps it might be worth in another session coming up that we share yeah, how we to. did that and the outcome of that. And then what our, yeah, the outcome, what our yeah. new values are. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see what they become. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be completely different. <laughs> well, the team's, the team's uh, changed a lot, Linda, since it has. You know, it was just the four of us in like a tiny little co-working space. Yeah. So... There's I'm, going to be some different stuff, yeah. but I'm so open for it. Yeah, Let's so see okay. how it goes. And, the, and like, I, like I, I, it all comes back to working on yourself. The more you work on you, yeah, and you learn to be empathetic and um, curious and not critical, uh, mm. you, you get a new appreciation for stuff. You're just kind of like, yeah, cool. I'll let I'll let stuff happen and see where it goes. Mm. You never know yeah. what your team have to share with you. So true. Well, Linda. Such a pleasure as always. Likewise. I'll speak to you next time. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.